Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with my mum, Lenny, over Zoom, standardly, for a special episode of Table Manners, which is brought to you in partnership with Nespresso. Mum, do you remember when you got your first Nespresso? I loved it because it's so easy to use and it's so quick. We love Nespresso. We've both loved them for years. And now I've realised that you can use an espresso to make an iced coffee in your home with the Nespresso Virtuum machine. You know how mad we are about coffee. We've got a cappuccino thingy in our book. We talked about coffee ice cream to Sammy Nostrat. So this is honestly such a treat to be working with Nespresso, which I'm sorry, I do think they're pretty much like the Ferrari of the coffee world. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely gorgeous sleep machines. So the guest we've got on today is a coffee lover. It's not George Clooney, is it? I'm afraid not, Mum. <laughs> I'm afraid not. It is the UK's answer to George Clooney on the radio airwaves, though. His name is Roman Kemp. Roman is such a good name. I was going to call my son Roman. I love that name. Yeah. And Roman Kemp is Capital FM's breakfast host. Darling, it's a shame he's on the radio because he's very handsome. He is cute, isn't he? Yeah, very. Oh, my husband's just bringing me uh, an espresso iced coffee. Don't worry about it. Thank you so much, babe. I love you. Hold on a minute. Let me just do the little taste test here. One sec. Babe, what do you think about that machine? Beautiful. The best. I'm so glad it's in the house. Changed my world. Changing his world, he said. And he's a big coffee mm. snob. I have a... That is cold. It is delicious. It's hitting the spot, baby. Mmm. I'm loving it. Anyway, we have Roman Kemp coming up. Now, we were supposed to have Roman Kemp as a guest during our live shows that sadly got um, cancelled due to oh, Miss Corona. So, darling, I don't want you to objectify coronavirus nor call it a woman, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, sorry. Sergeant Corona? The wretched Corona. The wretched Corona. All right, fine. So it's really nice to be able to catch up with him today and hear how he is. He's got a new TV show with his dad. So he's working with his dad now. You've been on it, darling. Yes, I know, Mum. I was just gearing up to that. Jesus. I was a bit sorry that I wasn't invited too as a pair. Yeah, I mean... Darling, we're like strawberries and cream, Jesse and Lenny. Yin and yang, salt and pepper, sweet and sour. Yeah. You're the sour one. When you think of Jesse, you think of Lenny. Coffee and chocolate. Kemp, thank you so much for doing this. Finally, we get to see you and chat to you when we were supposed to have you on our live shows. It's really nice to see you. No, it's so nice to so nice to see you too. I know you've come on to, to my TV show, so I feel like this has been way too long overdue. I was really excited to do the live show, so I, I was gutted, which I'm sure you guys as well. Well, you're here now, looking very handsome, Roman. I mean, my mum's already so commented. She's already objectified you in the intro. I but objectify looking everyone. Looking absolute... Yeah. A- a dish um how's things what's going on um you know the, the killer questions um yeah no it's 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 been um it's been a really strange time i've been super busy uh because i mean i, I was lucky that you know i could i could go into the studio and and be able to to do my job and and i think that was the main thing for me was 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 carrying on and i know that i spoke to both my parents about um you know uh, worried about going in because i feel like at 27, like, what can I say to the nation in terms of how do I mm-hmm. calm people down? So my, my dad and my mum were just like, you know, it's kind of like your responsibility that you have to go in and, you know, you have to keep it moving and, and just try and make it a little bit fun. So we just, we, I just basically, I've just been 
trying to do silly things over the past three, four months. You're regarded as a key worker, aren't you? Because of being a broadcaster. Yeah, I mean, that's that's when, you know, when that first got announced, I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit scary because everyone was like, oh, yeah, let's work from home. Let's let's do that. And then, and then all of a sudden you're just in this state where you're like, okay, you're going in. And But listen, what we do is, is so minimal, like in comparison to, to what is going on on the planet. And the only way that we kind of were looking at it and when we realized that, okay, there's a real responsibility here was when um, we had like, I would on daily would get texts being sent in saying, oh, we're on X, you know, ward at the moment and and we've got you on and and uh, or you know with all the nurses here all the doctors here and they're all listening and you know and and it's not just that it's like you've got the the people that are listening and then also you've got the families of people that are affected by it in the waiting rooms and you know that your voice is being heard so there's there's a level of like Mm. sensitivity um that you have to cater towards but also at the same time you're trying to provide a little bit of light relief so not gonna lie like i work myself up a little bit about kind of like what do I say? But I think that the best thing out of all of this is that it's just created a, a realness with, I think everyone, you know, and, and big celebrities that are out there and all that type of stuff. Like I think everyone's seen a real true side to a lot of people. I wanted to know, you know, you're working with your father now on this TV show that I was on. Thank you very much for having me. Um, not you didn't invite me. Why? <laughs> Jesse just comes as a package. My dad told me that he, that he's actually got um, uh, a distancing law against you, so so wasn't able to do it. Um, he said that he said that you had been sending cards and all sorts during the years, and and to be honest, I just didn't know if it was worth the risk. He didn't know. Well, I was a bit worried about coming near one of the craze. So there you go. <laughs> Touche, mother. What's it like having a father who's a cray? Do you know what? It's it's actually, it's weirdly, right? And I never really talk about this, but it's helped me in certain scenarios. Like I've been, there There are actually a lot of times where I've been out. Like obviously I live in London, right? So there's there's been a lot of times where... I've been out and it's been a bit of a, I'm maybe in a bit of a dodgy area. And then I've had cab drivers like pick me up and just take me home and be like, oh no, don't worry about paying or anything like that. And I'm like, why? And they're just like, oh, cause you know, the craze and that. Like, you know, I'm friends with, I, I was friends with Reg, I was <laughs> friends with Ronnie and all this type of stuff. Nah, 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 it's all good. And You're to be honest, like I, I actually think that people, think that my my dad and my uncle are like related in some way to them like i don't think they make the the connection that hang on it's not real but convincing performance that's for sure yeah i mean do you know what like that's actually i mean it's a horror movie you know that movie still for me is 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 one of the best ever uh but uh i mean i I wish my you know my my dad couldn't be here today but he we one day we were at home and we had a knock on the door and it was uh, the police and the police had uh, brought over um, like a, a tube that, that had been delivered, hand delivered from Dartmoor prison, right? Dartmoor prison. And my dad opens I'm it up. Joking. And goes, yeah, my dad opens it up. He goes, what is this? Right. Opens it up and it was some drawings and paintings from Charles Bronson. Right, who Char- Charlie Bronson? If you don't know, who he is. He is. He's yeah, the most, of course we do. Yeah, the most dangerous prisoner out Criminal there. Criminal on earth. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it was like, and my dad's, and he had drawn a picture of him and my dad, 
next to each other, like their faces, like next to each other, underneath it, it says respect. And then it's like, oh my like God. loads of like eyes <laughs> flying over a prison wall. And it's like, it's madness. Like it's the scariest thing. And then on the back, on the back of the painting is like a letter that he's written my dad and like the spelling's all out. Like it's great. It's like, oh, thanks for looking after people like us and supporting us and, and doing us a favor and all this type of stuff. So I, 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 um, well, you'll be all right in the underworld then. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm hoping that if it ever all goes sour, I'll just say I know them. But it's a it's a great bit yeah. of um, it's a great bit of uh, uh, art that we that we have, you know, because he was a fantastic artist. What's he done with it? Uh, I framed it. I, we framed it. It's on a double sided frame so that you can see the uh, the the letter on the back. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I need to see that picture. I wanted to know what it's what was it like growing up with both musicians your parents are both yeah. musicians your mum is Shirley yes Shirley from Buck Fizz right Buck's no Fizz. Pepsi and Shirley <laughs> Jessica Shit, sorry. <laughs> sorry sorry they're all the same Banana Rama Buck's Fizz Pepsi, Pepsi and Shirley, and Shirley they, they wore very short skirts and they were gorgeous <laughs> so, so sorry that's so rude Roman um, so you you were brought up in a house of music and creativity and you even had a deal when you were 15 with Universal yeah. right yeah so, so you're a singer too no so it was it was kind of it was a bit of a strange one it was a bit of a strange one because it was like I guess my parents always my mum specifically always wanted me to to do music always um uh, you know probably whether it was via my dad telling me to do that and you know teaching me how to play guitar and bass and all these things and you know or it was my mum telling me how to harmonize and all these types of things um and because my mum used to play Alanis Morissette in the car and we were only allowed to sing along if I could do the harmony to it so like she's one of them right She's like, I That's like the amazing. music, so don't sing it out of tune. Yeah, exactly. Um, Soccer mom, I love it. Yeah. And then I, I actually, um, I was working with a music management company and like just like trying to get like Saturday job money, all those types of things. And then one day it was, it just kind of escalated. And then I was asked if I would want to have a deal with Universal on like a development basis. So it's like, be a part of this project or could you help us with this project? And I was, I was, I was 15 to 18 doing it, you know, but it was great. I was in the studio, you know, you're writing tracks and, and you know, you're all your session, uh, sessioning for other people live, played great venues, all those types of things was part of band projects, but it was great. But I just think that like, it just wasn't for me. I, I, I don't know why I just, I, I took so much from it. And I think it was just all, it all happened when I was too young, basically. I, that's what I think. I think that I, I'm very like outspoken in terms of like if I don't like something, I'll end it and like I'll I'll, I'll walk away from it. And uh, it just happened with that. But can you sing? I'm, uh, listen, I'm not a lead vocalist. But you can hold a tune. I can hold a tune. Can you play guitar? I play I play guitar and I play bass. My dad was always more up on me playing bass. So whenever I used to session for people or whenever I used to play live, it would always be bass. Okay. Side note, we had Alanis on for the podcast. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, dude, it was That is sick. insane. Yeah. yeah. My mum used to fly around the world watching her. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Wow. She is phenomenal. Well, you must have been about three because I, Jesse was... 10 yeah, or 11 when young. Jagged Little Pill came out. So you were tiny. Yeah. My mum was always really up on me songwriting or just understanding music as much as possible. My mum is the person for that. And she basically would tell me 
about certain artists and say, look, this is how you write down a situation or a bad situation that's happened in your life. And this is how you turn it into a positive, or this is how you can use that um, in creativity because she grew up in quite like a, I mean, her family wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the nicest environment to grow up in. Like people that when they didn't know how to deal with a the situation, they would just fight. Like, like that's like my uncles and that that's, they would literally get in physical fights. So my mum to, to know this whole world and obviously growing up with George just kind of showed her this is how you can use your energy and, and anything that's bad that's happened you can put it into music and and so the actually the first album she ever bought me was the Marshall Mathers LP Eminem and I was seven and uh and like oh mom <laughs> yeah very cool mom like uh, my mom would actually get told off quite a lot by other parents because the other parents would always say Oh, your kids are too grown up. You can't be showing your kids this, or you like. And and to be honest, I think it held us in quite good stead. Um, you mentioned George there, and I presume you're talking about George Michael. Yeah. Who was your well, Who was your godfather? Yeah. So your mum and and George knew each other. Um, how did they know each other? Did they grow up together? Yeah. So they, uh, I mean, they're best friends. My 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 mum and George were like brother and sister. So they went to school together in Bushy. Um, uh. And yeah, like from day dot, you know, and, and it was one of those scenarios where my mum, uh, she tells this funny story and she says, uh, her and George were sat on his bed and they were 15, 15 and they're like putting tapes in envelopes and sending them out to record labels and seeing, you know, what, what, what happens. And she said that all of them, you know, would come back and all this types of stuff. And they would always get sent back. And there was this one record and 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 he was like, oh, I really like this one. This is the one that think, you know, I think it's going to go really well. Keeping in mind, they were like 16 at the time. And all of this one record got sent back by all of the record labels. And that was uh, Careless Whisper. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you kidding me? That is... Why <laughs> is your mum of Greek heritage or Cypriot heritage? No, 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 no. It was um I think she became an honorary Greek um in, yeah. in George's household. Um, you know, his his mum and dad and, and sisters were, were all like so welcoming of my mum and, and my mum was there all the time. So for for my mum it was always kind of just her and her mate hanging out and then all of a sudden they're in a band and all of a sudden they're in live aid performing and but how did she get to know Pepsi? So Pepsi then was, uh, she, there was a lady called Dee who used to be a backing singer also with Wham. And then when Dee left, Pepsi came in. Okay. And then, uh, that, you know, my mom and Pepsi would, would, would tour around the world with the band and everything like that. And, and, and they just kind of formed their own kind of notoriety, I suppose. And, and then went to, uh, to, to start it on their own and, and, you know, got, Top 10 hits, all yeah. those types of things. And I actually think they were the first collaboration that Topshop ever did. They were the first group to have their own range. So, you know, she's got some cool accolades. So your, your mum was essentially one of the first influencers before influencers were even, you know, with a kind of that kind of branding collaboration. How interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I, and always I think that, you know, everyone always will always speak about my dad. And but then when I look back at the things that my mum's done, it's just like, okay, you know, my mum was the first. She was part of the first performances ever to be made in China. You know. Oh wow. Yeah, and she said that as they were performing, there were people that would stand up and clap or dance, and they'd be like beaten to the ground, like because they're they're not allowed to do it, and and they want all they wanted to do was end the concert. 
Um, so she's had some like crazy moments in her life. So whenever I go for advice or experience or anything like that, I, I go equally to, to both my mum and my dad. I wanted to know what was food in your family like? Well, cause, because I can imagine that your parents were both quite busy. No, never there. Yeah, and you know, doing such interesting jobs and what were you taken around the world with them or would you kind of would they kind of be like I'm going to work now. What was the dinner table like? A normal dinner table situation for you? When when my mum had Harley Moon, my sister, she she wanted to just become a mum. She you know, she she did the most amazing job and you know, I didn't grow up with no one being home. I, I grew up with you know, my parents were always there. My dad would go and, um, you know, at this point he had finished with the band. So he was doing EastEnders and that's kind of almost like a nine to five. So it, it would kind of be a full household basically all of the time. And, and my mum always does the cooking. My mum's always up on home cooking. Like she's always, you know, trying she to be... She's a good cook. She, my mum's a great cook. My mum is fantastic. What's her best dish? I mean, her homemade curries are ridiculous, but like different types of are homemade they? curries. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do love them. Like, like I do really love them. And and food like that is it's kind of like we, we've always kind of been a bit more, I guess, alternative. Like one year we we had sushi for Christmas just because that's what we wanted to do, and it wasn't like you know it's very liberal in a sense of you know we don't sit down and have Sunday roast as a family every every week. That was that's never been a thing like in our kind of family life. I would say. I would say we probably have a handful of Sunday roasts every year, you know. So it was always very much, you know, cuisines from around the world, purely because my parents had travelled so much, you know, and they and they always wanted to to introduce us to to different dishes and and things like that, you know. Like I don't like my sister, for instance. I don't know what eight year old is asking to have tagine. Tagine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but she's like that, and you know, and it was always kind of uh, very cultured i guess you know and i'm i'm proud of that are you the oldest no uh, my sister is um three years older than me how has it changed working with your dad i have to know this because obviously i work with my mum now and i i need to know whether it has changed things it, it hasn't changed things because i've i mean i like the relationship that you guys have is lovely as well and uh, i think that for me and my dad i mean we are best mates like that's how it is like it you know there's there's never been grounding or like anything like that like but but there's never needed to be at the, at the same time because i think i'm so fortunate of how they've they've brought me up because they always gave me the opportunity to say my side you know there would be times in the past and my dad's spoken about this where he would say you know, oh, I'd have a go at row about something, but then he'd say to me, well, no, I've done that because of this. And then instead of just being a parent and staying angry for the sake of being angry, he would give that opportunity and, and kind of see my side to it. And I think as a kid, I, I felt like I needed to respect that as much as possible um, to keep that relationship. So even through working, you know, we as a family, like we're constantly like, honestly, it's it's a joke. Like like if you, if you were to come to my house just on like any day my sister will be over in the corner trying to write a song and my mum's doing the harmonies over the top of it and then like my dad's trying to be like oh yeah and then what if you're coming with this bit and like i'm just like what is like family robinson like like do you know what i mean and it's just like mental like or, or they're like trying to think of a funny video to make or my dad's trying to film something and it's just like it's like a media art class every time i go home <laughs> 
It's very creative, though. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know... Do you sometimes just want to watch the news, though, yeah? Yeah, but honestly, <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, sometimes I'm just like, I just I just want to hang out. Like, my mum always, always comes back and she's like, oh, you don't want to hang out with me when you come back. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to do a full-on photo shoot. I just want to... I just... All I want to do... What I want to do is just sit... Why can't we just watch a film, you know? How often do you see them, Roman? Um, well, I was really lucky with, with Gogglebox. Gogglebox was really lucky because when, when I filmed that with, with my dad, I get to go home, back to my home home. Where, where do they live? So they live in Hertfordshire. Yeah. And you live in London? Yeah, so I live in central London because of work because I, I work in Leicester Square every day. So, you know, I, I have to be at work within 10 minutes just in case I wake up late. But, um, you know, I, 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 it's really nice going back out to to Hertfordshire and seeing my parents and, and and being able to spend time with them because I think because of the hours that I do, it's really difficult because it will come to the evening and they'll be like, oh, do you want to go for dinner? And I'll be absolutely shattered already because I've been up since four o'clock in the morning. Well, I was going to ask, you get up very early to do the breakfast show. Yeah. And when do you eat? Do you have breakfast or when do you fit that in? I'd be hungry the whole day if I was up that early. But <laughs> just tell me, when do you have your first coffee? First first coffee of the day is around seven o'clock. We try to do it about seven o'clock because so so we get in there, like I'm up I'm on the bike at five o'clock in the morning going heading into work and uh, when I get in I try and get the first hour out of the way just to try and just make sure my brain is naturally in gear and and just and going. is it? Yeah, I'm I'm all right. I think I think if my parents were to to really look into it, and I know they did when I was a kid, I think my mum would realise that there's some serious ADHD going on there in terms of my brain. Um, but it holds me in good stead for the job that I do. One, because I can talk nonstop, and I do talk nonstop. But it's also a a, a thing of trying to multitask and I think that the reason why the coffee for me is is the most important isn't necessarily to wake me up it's to keep you know it's like flying a plane like you know hosting hosting a radio show like that I've got four screens in front of me I've got 12 faders in front of me and you know you're trying to drive content and trying to to make people laugh at the same time so if you don't do it you'll go off air to three million people (laughs) I have to ask have you tried the Nespresso Virtuo machine Yes, I have indeed. Have you tried the iced coffee yet, babe? Yeah, mate. Honestly, it is a key part of my day. Let me tell you. <laughs> there you are. Ah, you've got one there. Look, I've got one too. My husband um, made me one. They're so good, aren't they? Funny enough, I only really drink iced coffee. Really? Why? Oh. Yeah, I just, I, 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 for some reason, like, I've always been a cold drinks fan. And then, like, I remember growing up, my parents were always like, oh, like, oh, you, you know, like when I was like 18 or so, like my parents were always like, oh, do you want a coffee for after dinner and stuff like that? And then I, I was, I never, I never really, really could get into it. And then I think as I've gotten older, I've just realised, hang on a minute, it wasn't the taste of it. It was just the temperature of it. So for me, like iced coffee is like the one. Yeah. Mate, tiramisu is my favourite dessert on the planet. Same as Jesse. Okay, well then let's go into this. Would it be your pudding for your Desert Island meal? 100%. Tiramisu. It would be, it, well, it's a selection of two things. It would be tiramisu or it will be sticky yeah. toffee pudding with ice cream. It's, it's one of the two. Okay, so what's your starter for your Desert Island meal before you're going off to the Desert Island? Ooh, well... Uh, see, this is the thing. The thing is, so I did I'm a Celebrity back in November. Oh, yeah. Yes. And and on that, they uh, when if you get to the final, you get you get a final meal. Oh, yeah. 
and and you get like a full dinner and i really like at that point you really start you to believe hadn't, your stomach had shrunk yeah but honestly i can put it away don't worry about me like i, I was all right but but i i really like went into this place where i was like oh my god this this is like what if they take this away from me what if it's you know all a lie and so i, I really need to think <laughs> about this and i went for um a starter of of crispy calamari <gasps> garlic aioli oh Oh yeah. yeah! Now you're talking. Yeah, and then and then I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I went really basic. I felt basic, but I loved it. Uh, for for the main, I, I went for like a proper deep pan cheese stuffed crust pizza with the garlic dip. Because you, if you don't have a garlic dip, then you're yeah, doing it wrong. I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, you're doing it wrong if you don't have that. And then yeah, and then I, and I actually I, I finished it off with we had a tiramisu and sticky toffee pudding. So. I've always, I, I have this thought a lot about my last meal and I, I, it was weird that I got to play it out and when you're in the middle of the jungle, yeah. you genuinely feel like this is your last thing. Roman, did you eat insects? Yeah, so I, oh. I, I unfortunately, um, I wasn't aware, right? So when, when you're in there, you get, you get paranoid because, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of thinking if you get voted for a trial, it's one of two reasons. It's either A, people think you're funny. People all love you or hate you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and I got voted for on the second trial there. And and I was like, you know, I don't know, like, blah, blah. Did you feel like the nation didn't like you? Is that how it feels? Is it like a popularity thing where you're like, I've been voted. Oh, my God. Jessica, be sensible. He's so handsome, all the young girls. They just wanted more more airtime. Yeah, Yeah, more airtime. Okay, fine. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Well, thank you. But I I mean, to be honest, I don't know. Like, like, I've always been lucky in terms of, I've always felt like, okay, if I'm in a bad situation, I feel like I can win someone over just with a conversation. I feel like I feel like I can, you know, I, I know that. I know I'm not a bad person, so so you know I knew in there I was just like you know I'm I'm literally just going to be how I am, and I, I'm so glad I did that because it did help in my favour. But with with that one, uh, it was a, an eating one. It was an eating challenge, and um, I ate everything. Like I ate bull penis, kangaroo balls. I ate fish eyes. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, and the fish eye, right? So the fish eye. This is a little bit gross, right? Oh. So the fish eye, when you put it in your mouth, right? One, it's super, super, super salty, and then and then it's um, it's really slimy. And then as the best option to do is just to bite straight into it. And when you bite straight into a fish eye, it squirts stuff out. There is a lot of fluid. I actually feel faint. Sorry. The only way that I can describe the fluid is like popping a spot. No, you know when you go swimming in the sea and. Imagine there's a big bit of seaweed that's along with the water and you swallow a lot of that water and it's salt like and it's just slimy and and that's what it was and then and then I remember just biting into it just and I I bit down I tasted that and I swallowed it straight away and then you still got to chew and then as I'm chewing I heard this massive crunch right and I felt my teeth and I thought it was my own teeth I thought I you know busted one of my teeth because it was hard it was like bone and I was like, what is that? And uh, I remember Ant and Deck just being like, oh, that's that's the lens. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. You deserve to be in the final, babes. <laughs> Why did you do it, Roman? Why would you want to do it? Yeah. Because um, that show, like, I think being in, in my position, I 
you know, I get, I'm lucky enough to, to be asked to do a lot of those shows, you know, you Strictly's or, you know, SAS or whatever, right? But that show for me is so close to my heart because I, I remember watching that first episode, the very first one, when, when Tony Blackburn was in it. And, I, and, you know, us as a family, we have sat down and watched that show for so long. And I, I couldn't believe it. When I, was, when I was in there, I was constantly stopping going, I'm in the show. I'm, I'm actually there. And I'm so glad that I did it because it was the best experience of my life. And, and it, was, it was something that was humbling. It was something that was uh, adventurous and, and terrifying and every, every emotion that you can ever think of. And you build a real, I know a lot of people will, you know, you hear everyone say it and I never, I always used to think, oh yeah, you know, that can't really be true. But you build a certain bond with these people that when you're in there, they are your brothers and sisters. I wanted to know, I'm intrigued by holidays with your family and where you like to go and where, and, and also some of your favourite places to eat kind of in the world or in London. Hit me. I Listen, I... I've been so lucky, and again, you know, like, like I've I've had the most privileged childhood I think someone can have, and I've been able to 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 fly around the world with my parents and and have great holidays, and the the holiday destination that is the classic footballer holiday destination of Barbados always would come up. Um, you know, Pepsi's from Saint Lucia as well, and she's my you know she's my godmother, so so we, we'll go to to Saint Lucia. I think the Caribbean has always been um, yeah, it's gorgeous. That that for me is that's that's paradise. And I think with that, it actually became one of my favorite cuisines. Caribbean food is still one of my favorite, favorite cuisines, like a, a, a lamb roti and, and, and rice and beans and, and things like that. Are, and, and plantain is one of my favorite dishes, definitely. I, I, there's a couple of Caribbean places that I eat in South London. Where do you go in South London? There's, tur- there's turtle bays in South London and, and there's, there's little independent ones, like around Brixton. And it it's nice being able to, to have that type, proper like home cooked food. Like I, I really enjoy that. But for me, uh, listen, I think the best place I've ever had food in my life for really going into food is Positano in Italy. Oh, it's gorgeous. Ah. Like I, I actually think I didn't know if it was possible to orgasm from food. And I actually think it happened then. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse my language, but it's fine. It's, it's okay. Orgasms are normal, Roman. Yeah, I know, but but I, I genuinely <laughs> not like, usually when you eat spaghetti. But <laughs> uh, well, the good thing this was pizza then. Um, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I know that that is the best meal that I've ever had on on this planet for sure. I ate at a restaurant in Positano, and and that definitely I had I had a uh, a pasta dish, and they give you like a garlic pizza bread to start and, and then I, again a tiramisu to finish it was the most italian thing ever but i know for sure that was the best meal i've ever had ever are you going away this year um i'm gonna try gonna try and go away mm. it depends on what the situation is if i'm totally honest i don't think anyone knows what the situation is right now mm. i'm going you are you're very lucky i'm going to greece oh lovely i love i love that greek food me too did did you eat a lot with george and his family then and had lots of greek cypriot food or was it did they not really cook that kind of food no i, I think um my mum would have done back in the day but i think whenever we 
whenever we would have dinner with George, it would always be the, my mom's cooking or, or, or anything, or, you know, anything like we've been on, on holidays where it's just anything you want, you know, and, and it's, it's insane. But, um, I think definitely, I, I know for a fact my, my parents and, and my mom, like I'd, I'd say probably the main thing that gets cooked in my house, especially for lunches and stuff is very much, uh, Persian, um, Greek, Turkish food. Like it, it, that's, that's always been the kind of go-to like hummus is on tap at my house. Um, <laughs> and tzatziki and like, uh, you know, I grew up having tzavlaki for lunch. So yeah, I guess, I guess we've always kind of had, um, there's always an olive or two going around in my house. I wanted to ask you, um, what, what is next for you? I mean, you're doing, you you do the Capital Breakfast Show. You are having a lovely time doing that. Um, what I feel like you could do anything because you seem to get a record deal at 15 and you do a radio show you're the youngest radio breakfast radio <laughs> presenter in the UK ever right yeah, or the world um yeah. like what's next well I think to be honest I, I love doing the jobs that make me laugh and the jobs that I enjoy and I've always maintained that and, and I want to maintain that you know a lot of people will say oh why do you not want to go to, to TV? It's bigger and all those types of things. And I do, but it has to be the right project. It has to be the right thing. I think the, the really liberating thing that, that I have throughout all of this, and I think I've only kind of realized it since, you know, the jungle and, and situations like that, the most liberating thing that I've got from my parents and growing up with, with them and growing up with, you know, family members, whether it's Pepsi or George or whatever, the thing that I've realized is that for me, fame is there's there's pros and cons to the jobs that we do and fame is is a price that you pay it's it's a con that you pay and for me it is it is all about just being able to enjoy the moments that I am having and, and be able to really like not stress myself out in thinking oh it needs to be the next big thing it needs to be the next big thing because those things will come and and if you don't you, you're going to wish your life away and, and you're constantly never going to be happy um and I, and I know that my both my parents always say that to me they always say that you know, when they were kids, they always wanted the next number one record. They always wanted the next thing and that they never actually enjoyed the moment that they were in. So I, I'm, I'm really happy where I am. I think, I think you know, there's, there's, there's shows that I look at and, you know, I'd love to be able to do that. I love talking to people and, and having that. And I think that... But you must, you must be, uh, there must be a limit to how long you can do a breakfast show. Because yeah, you'd I mean, be exhausting, it's exhausting and you're, you're a young man, your social life and everything. Yeah, I mean, lucky for me, like, like, I, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm quite dull as it is. I'm not, I'm not a, um, I'm not a, no, You're genuinely. A home bird. No, I am. I'm a massive home bird. I, I'd never, I don't really drink, uh, you know, I don't, don't do any of that. And like, I don't really go out and like, you know, party and all those types of things. Like, I've got a very close knit group of friends and we just go to the pub. That, that's kind of like, you know, my, my kind of style. But I, I think that with breakfast, and and with radio, I think radio I can do till I'm dead, and I hope to do it until I'm dead. You know, until they physically pull me away from a microphone, because I think there's something so personal about radio that I love, and there's something that, um, something about doing things live that I get a massive adrenaline hit out of, and and I also love the fact that you can't hide, you can't hide from that, you can't hide from live. You know, on TV, there's stop, start, record. You know, if there's a day where you don't feel great on the radio, you, you have to say it because it's obvious, you know, and, and, and you have to, to talk about it and you build a relationship that you wouldn't build with anyone else. So I think with Breakfast Radio, I mean, my predecessors, 
are, I can't even believe it sometimes. When I say this, it's so weird because I grew up listening to them. My predecessors are like Chris Tarrant and Johnny Vaughan, um, which is ridiculous because I used to listen to them in the car on the way to school. And those guys did it 10 to 12 years. So I'm not going to be happy unless I hit 10 years, for sure. What is your karaoke song, Roman? Ooh, uh, my karaoke song um, is... Is Ray Charles, Georgia on my mind? Oh, what a lovely song. Yeah, that's always been my song because I love Ray Charles. And then when uh, I always kind of listened to him when I was when I was really little, when my parents used to show me him. It'll either be that or Elvis Presley, uh, Wonder of You. I don't I don't know if I know that one. Yeah, it's got it's got a lot of Arsenal connotations to it. So like I'm a massive Arsenal fan. That's the wonder. The wonder. Of yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, very Give good. Give me the harm, Roman. Come on while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The... Well we we should have definitely sung an Alonis Morris set if he can do that. No, well listen, that that's that's like my mum, like Christmas Day, right? Christmas Day is it being five o'clock in the afternoon, I'll be playing video games and then like I can just hear my mum downstairs belting out Alanis Morissette on a karaoke whilst my dad is just sat there infatuated by my mum, just watching her. Does he adore her still? Oh, man. Like, my mum my and my dad, they have the best relationship. How lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really, really nice. How so, lovely for you as well. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, I think, you know, it definitely in, installed such a sense of family and, and a want for a, a, a close-knit family for me. Um, definitely. So uh, I, I'm super, super lucky that, that, that we have them. Roman, thank you so much for thank um, you, darling. being on this, chatting. I wish we could have had you in the flesh, having a nice uh, an espresso together, but also being able to cook for you. We would have been able to cook you some nice cappuccino ice cream or something like that. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to meet you again someday. I seem to only meet you through Zoom at the moment. Yeah, so I know. We'll have to do something in real life. 100%, yeah, but thank you so much. Darling, yeah. before we do the outro, I'm rather hot. I don't know that it's Roman or the weather outside, but I'm going to go and quickly make myself a nice iced coffee with the uh, Virtuo. Cool yourself down, Mama. Cool myself down. Whilst you go and make that, I'm just going to say a big thank you to Roman Kemp. That was so lovely to chat to you. And just a, a kind of a, a huge cap for all of you for getting us to 100 episodes of Table Manners. Thank you so much. I can't believe we're there. We've had over 16 million downloads and 100 episodes. And so we are thrilled that you keep coming back for more. So thank you so, so much. Honestly, we won't give up until you tell us to. And it doesn't seem don't like you say want us don't to. give oh. up. Are you back already? I'm back, darling. That was quick. Jessie, it's so easy to use. One touch of a button and Bob's your uncle. I've got the most fabulous iced coffee. Thank you, Roman Kemp, for being on Table Manners and letting us see that cute little face he is gorgeous but he's like a naturally lovely boy he's really well brought up you can tell thank you to everyone listening thank you to nespresso for a really fun episode and go outside i'm gonna try and go outside and enjoy the sun with my iced coffee see you later i love you bye bye darling thank 
you so much for listening to this episode of Table Manners, which was brought to you in partnership with the delectable Nespresso. Nespresso allows you to enjoy exceptional quality coffee from the comfort of your own home. So during these summer months, coffee lovers can also make the perfect iced coffee, which I can absolutely guarantee it will be, at home using their recyclable capsules in the Nespresso Virtual Machine, which is like the most zooked up new Nespresso machine, which is... Honestly, it's Space Odyssey. It's beautiful. Darling, did you know Nespresso are offering our listeners a limited time to use the code Table Manners on the Nespresso website or in the boutique for £10 off the sale of any Erichino device? And €10 if you're in Ireland. And the offer is only valid for UK and Ireland only and expires on Monday the 31st of August. Terms and conditions apply. So go, go and get your Erichino device. I'm not going to lie, Mum, the Virtuo Nespresso machine is gorgeous to look at and it's really easy. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure to be able to be in collaboration with Nespresso. Thank you so much for coming on board for a Table Manners episode. And thank you for sending us the Nespresso Virtuo machine. It's beautiful. It's so easy to use. And now I can have iced coffees, which has been the bane of my life during lockdown, trying to work out how to do an iced coffee. I never could have done them before. I don't know if anybody else has had this problem with iced coffees, where you try and do it, you have all the ice in the world and you put your coffee in and then it just warms it up. Or it's really diluted. Well, Nespresso, thank you for coming to my help. Thank you for being my saviours for a nice coffee at home. I appreciate it very, very much.